podcast where we explore good things in Everett, Washington. My name is Garrett Hunt. And I'm Tyler Chisholm. And I'm producer Henry J. Thanks so much for joining us on episode number 109 of the Live in Everett podcast, which is brought to you by Milltown Credit Union. With spring here, are you looking to improve your home but have no equity? Look to Milltown Credit Union's unsecured home improvement loan. You can learn more at milltowncu.org or visit them at 3201 Broadway. Okay, so on today's episode, we're going to share events from the weekly goodness. We're going to talk about burgers and bikes, and then we're going to have a chat with uh, Fuzz Mutt frontman Max Stevens. Then we're going to play another round of Everett Community College trivia. And I'm going to have to beat you again. I sure hope not. Just (laughs) kidding. Let's jump in. Let's take a look at some events happening around Everett from the Weekly Goodness, a weekly email newsletter we send out every single Monday. So, uh, Tyler, what's your event pick of the week? And there are so many good things going on this week, like Fisherman's Village, but I'm not going to talk about Fisherman's Village because I want to take a second to talk about the Everett Farmer's Market, which opened up last Sunday, which was Mother's Day, and I went. And um, some notable things to report on. One crazy busy yeah i've never ever seen it so busy there were lines to get into the parking lot probably half a mile to a mile each way heading up west marine view drive and granted wow. we went there like right at we got there about eleven ten. we ended up parking down the road and it starts at 11 and walking in oh yeah no sorry we got there yeah we got there about eleven ten. yeah yeah and uh they're gonna start charging two dollars a car now for parking at the farmer's market so if you're listening and you're planning on driving down to the farmer's market, bring two bucks in cash to park. So the reason they're doing that is because the Port of Everett charges um, the Everett farmer's market $2 per car. And so for the farmer's market to be like sustainable and keep going um, with how popular it's getting, they can't necessarily afford that on their own. So they're passing that $2 off to the consumer, which I think is totally cool and makes sense if you're going to drive um, bring two bucks. Otherwise, walk, park in town and walk down or ride your bike. And um, good news, the Los Chilangos taco vendor is back this year. Nice. And they now have a vegetarian option, which I was really happy about. All right. I got a veggie breakfast burrito and a horchata. And I will say the horchata is equally as good, if not maybe slightly better than taco books. Um. It was a good time. Did you notice if the good-to-go meat pies was at the farmer's market again this year? I didn't see the good-to-go meat pies, but I didn't make it down that far because it was insanely busy. I just kind of got a few things I needed for Mother's Day brunch and flowers and a breakfast burrito and then rolled out because it was getting really crazy. Um, But all the great produce vendors um, that I normally buy from, like Frog Song was there, and the... um, the other two, the one with like the rabbit and its name. And then there's, I don't know, Waxwing Farms. Yeah, those are the three that I like. So anyway, awesome farmer's market time. Yeah, exciting time of year. Always love the market for sure. How about you, Henry? What's your event pick of the week? Well, it's going to be Fisherman's, of course. But I want to give an honorary shout out to uh, the Seattle Storm, who play their first preseason game right here in Everett, Washington. That's Wednesday at 7 p.m. against the Phoenix Mercury. Three-time WNBA champions are playing in Everett. I think that's extremely important. Yeah, that's awesome. Go support the Storm. They're the most decorated team, professional team, that we have here in this city. 
Very cool. So it's very cool. But of course, Fisherman's Village, I've been eating and breathing Fisherman's. I've been writing a lot, um, covering it a lot for Live and Everett. So it's happening. Finally, it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Um, Thursday, it's at Narrative Coffee, Shack Art Center and Black Lab. And then Friday and Saturday, it is at the Scuttlebutt Tap Room and Brewery on 33rd and Cedar. So it's going to be pretty rad. I'm playing it. Tyler, you're playing it. Sierra's playing it. Sierra's playing it. Richard's playing it. Richard's <laughs> yeah, it's like the whole living ever Middletown team. Jared. Yeah, our yeah. whole office. I'm like, I think Linda and I are the only ones that aren't uh, musicians here. It's kind of funny. Yeah, totally. It's cool. Who are you excited to see? I'm really excited to see um, Chong the Nomad. Oh, yeah. I'm really excited to see. I've been learning. 845 on Friday. Yeah, I've been learning about these bands a lot. Uh, Travis Thompson, who I never listened to. Really excited to see Travis Thompson. That's 930 on the main stage Friday. Yeah, Um, that's awesome. Moaning is going to be fun. And, of course, like all the Everett bands, Moon is Flat. Uh, This band called Tellers, which is okay. I will keep your ghost. Um, Yeah, Fuzz Mutt. uh, We're going to listen to Max's interview that I did with him a couple of weeks ago. He'll be playing. So, yeah. I'm excited for... I think it's cool that Tellers and I will keep your ghost are playing back-to-back on the main stage. Brian plays... Brian, who's in I will keep your ghost, plays bass in the band I play in, Tellers. So he'll be up there for a solid couple hours. (laughs) Um, and that is on Friday. Tellers plays at 5.45. I'm also really excited about Wolf Parade um, Saturday night, 9.30 on the main stage. Black Belt Eagle Scout, 2 p.m. on Saturday on the main stage. Really excited about that. You already mentioned all the local bands, so I don't need to mention them. Uh, Coat Hangers. Coat Hangers, yeah, that's going to be cool. That's going to be 7 p.m. on the main stage on Saturday. Oh, and Ashley Erickson Disco Project. So Ashley Erickson from Lake. In 2018, she set a New Year's resolution to write and record 100 disco songs. <laughs> and she did it over the course of the year. So what is that, like one every three days or wow, three and a half days? That's crazy. 3.65 days. And uh, yeah, she did it. And um, so she's going to be playing those songs. 6.15 at Scuttlebutt on Friday. It's going to be awesome. Adult summer camp. I will say that Oliver L. Farmy has some things in store. So uh, show up Thursday. Black Lab Gallery starts at 8.30 p.m. Um, OEA, Sleepover Club, and Wimps is like a really good back-to-back-to-back. And yeah. I'm not just saying that because I'm in one of the bands. I would go see this even if I wasn't. See, I'm torn because Oliver L. Farmy's playing at 8.30 and Laura Veers is playing at 8 p.m. at the Shack. So I probably will go over and catch Laura Veers. But then see Valley Maker's playing at 8.45 and I love Valley Maker. It's like that Friday is going to be really tough for me. I won't be seeing Tyler. On the audience, <laughs> I know it. <laughs> but I want to know what's in store. You have me. I'm going to have a solid tear roll down Gosh, my I cheek. I hope it's a shirt cannon. It is. It, it is actually a t-shirt cannon. <laughs> Point awesome. blank into the audience. It's going to be great. Yeah. Well, yeah. Loads of exciting stuff for Fisherman's Weekend. What do you got going on here? Indeed. I'm going to plug the uh, walking tour that's being hosted by Historic Everett on Saturday morning from 10 a.m. to 1130 a.m. Folks are meeting up at Grand Avenue Park and local Everett historian Jack O'Donnell will be uh, leading the walking tour uh, around the Northwest neighborhood and, and the Bayside neighborhood, sharing about some of the local history in the neighborhoods And there's a lot of interesting stuff. Um, And so I'm going to try and make it to that, hopefully. Uh, We'll see if my 
nine month old wants to cooperate with that. Can she walk? Um, she cannot walk yet. Bummer. She's almost standing. You could almost take her on a walking tour, but not quite. Yeah, I'll have to do all the walking, but you know, got one of those nice little carriers for her, so could work, could work. But uh, yeah, I did one um, uh, historic tour before with Jack O'Donnell at the Evergreen Cemetery that was super interesting. Uh, we've had Jack on the podcast before, extremely knowledgeable about local history and great guy. So it uh, should be a, a pretty cool uh, walking tour. Uh, once again, that is uh, Saturday, 10 a.m. I just meet at uh, Grand Avenue Park. And uh, yeah, thanks to Historic Everett for putting that on. For sure. Well, that's what we picked out for this week. For more details and to get the weekly goodness sent directly to your inbox every Monday, just go to liveinever.com slash subscribe. On this week's Life in Everett, because Everett summers are the best summers, we're going to talk about two great summer things, riding bikes and eating burgers. And where do we want to start, gentlemen? Is eating burgers a summer thing? I think of like burger. It goes nicely with summer. I know. Like, I guess it's because I always think of it as like baseball, you know, like little league baseball and then it's burgers. Something about me associates burgers with summertime. I don't really eat them. I basically just eat them in the summertime. We are voting <laughs> on Everett's best burger for this month's Evie Awards. And uh, so best local burgers has been on our minds lately. It has been. What do you guys got? I had, you know, this, this is really uh, top of mind right now because Henry and I recently checked out Woody's, uh, the walk-up window that just opened next to Anthony's Wood Fire yeah. Grill. And I had a delicious uh, fish burger there the other day. But does that count as a burger? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's it's not a not a traditional <laughs> burger for sure. I, I I was bringing that up earlier before we started. I'm like, does that count as a burger? But you know, it's I think close. so. I think so. The the bun, which was a burger bun, was like one of the best parts. It was yeah, like nice. that big soft bun. Oh yeah. Like the soft fresh fish that was really delicious. Nice. Yeah. Um, I am a vegetarian, well, pescatarian now, so I'll have to try that fish burger. Um, that does sound delicious. Speaking of wood fire, they have the impossible burger. So as a vegetarian, that's like the hot ticket, right? So that's like one of the few places in Everett where you can get an impossible burger. I think the other place is soul food. Yeah. And there might be one other place in South Everett, but the, I, I had my first impossible burger the other day at red Robin, red Robin. Yum. There it is. Uh, I mentioned it as a, cause I just moved out and I mentioned it as a joke. I was like, Oh, once we've moved in, you know, we can go to red Robin like as, <laughs> as a joke. Right. And everyone really wanted to go to red Robin. And I was just like, Oh God, what have I done? Like, dude, we went just... to red Robin like a week ago too. And we haven't been in probably three years. It was pretty it good. It was pretty damn good. I'm like, why have I been eating on red Robin? I know. It's just like, great. I'm going to like spend the whole evening on the toilet. Like <laughs> what have I done for myself? And yeah, I went and I got the impossible burger and I just got it with like lettuce, pickle and ketchup. Cause I wanted to see like how good it was. And I was blown away. I'm afraid that it's made out of like people or something <laughs> that it's like, not like yoga like mats, in, right? Yeah, like in yeah. 10 years, it's going to be like, Oh, if you ate an impossible burger, like, good luck with your rare form of cancer or yeah, something like yeah. that. But like it is fantastic. And the beyond burger too, which they sell at the co-op I had the other day. See, I'm actually not a big fan of either one of those. And I think it's because they they're trying so hard to make it taste like meat. It just tastes like chemical liquid smoke to me or something like that. Hmm. 
But I know most of my vegetarian friends are all all about them. I need to try them again because I've only had the Impossible Burger twice. And I was just kind of like, eh, you know, it might have just been the preparation. Yeah, I think you should give it a shot again. Um, As far as like veggie burger goes, hands down, best veggie burger in Everett, Ray's. I still need to try that. And the reason is, is because they're just classic garden burgers, but they deep fry them. (laughs) (laughs) They like, they don't cook them on the grill. They legit throw them in the deep fryer and... I don't know. You know how like veggie burger garden burgers are sometimes like soggy and fall apart on you. Yeah. Well, this is very solid cause it's fried and it's really good. I do feel like for traditional burgers, if I just want like a classic kind of like drive-in style, traditional, big old juicy burger, like Ray's and Mikey's for sure. Like those two kind of classic old for school sure. burger and joints. Junior. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're a little bit more kind of new school. They do some kind of, fancy burgers there the sound view also has delicious kind of classic burgers in tony's which i've heard that tony's has yeah, Tony a really B's. good breakfast too, oh i've heard that too which yeah. is all all ages like you can bring the kids in there oh, that's and cool. like nobody's in there and you can get a really good diner style breakfast that's hmm. cool which is neat but back to burgers um mikey's is probably my pick is that your number one i think so when nice. i was eating meat mine was uh the nell burger at the garfield Baseball fields. Oh, yeah. I still need to try that. Which you can only get during Little League season when there's a game there. Somebody actually voted for that on the on the Evies. And again, I don't know if I love it so much because it reminds me of playing Little League. And I have, like, really fond memories of eating those burgers when I was playing Little League. And, but, and, and I used to live by there, so I'd walk over there whenever there was a game and get a burger and, like, watch a Little League game. And I don't know. I think it's just because they've probably been cooking burgers on that flat top for so long it's just all seasoned and greased up you know right, and, right. but i think they're just costco burgers like the costco angus burgers yeah you've been telling me about those little league burgers now for probably a good five years and they're like still haven't tried four dollars you know and you order they give you like a order form and you like fill out the things you want on it and they're really cheap and it supports little league also seventh street pub and madison avenue pub tuesdays oh, yeah. half price burgers and uh super good yeah, there's there's lots of good burger spots out there. What were you gonna say? I was gonna say I feel like bars are like the the hidden gem of finding really good really good cheeseburgers in this mm. city. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, there's definitely something to that. Soul Food has a good burger. New Mexicans Burger is gigantic. So big, <laughs> yeah. it's insane. Just like everything there. That's got to be like the, the largest burger in Everett. Yeah. <laughs> what about more? Um, what about more avant garde? Burgers. Oh, Teriyaki Burger Stop. That's your place. Oh, yeah. I love Teriyaki Burger Stops. Uh, I go, I get two spicy uh, chicken teriyaki burgers, have them add on a little lettuce, and two of those. It's a very delicious meal. Pretty pro, affordable. Pro tip, the Soundview has uh, on their menu, it's called a slider. You would think of it as like a traditional like mini burger, um, but it's not. It's more like a Dick's. They have a slider and a deluxe slider, and one is like a Dick's cheeseburger, and one is like a Dick's deluxe. And to me, they taste almost identical to Dick's. So if you're craving Dick's burger and you don't want to go to Edmonds or Seattle, you can go to the Soundview and order a slider, and they're like two bucks. They're awesome. There you go. Yeah, that's it's a, it's a good it's a good pro tip right there. But you know, nothing in the city compares to a Wendy's junior bacon cheeseburger at two thirty in the morning. <laughs> I was going to ask the question: What is the best uh, fast food 
you know, big time fast food burger in your opinion. I'm a, I'm a junior bacon cheese guy. I, I do have a real soft spot every once in a while. I love to just get a couple basic McDonald's cheeseburgers and I swear they, they taste the same as they did when I was a kid. My and problem with the McDonald's cheeseburger is the meat is gray. <laughs> yeah. That is a little weird. <laughs> yeah. I don't think there's anything healthy about much of anything from, uh, from there, but I'm a sourdough Jack guy. The Jack sour- in the box used to have the big cheeseburger and they got rid of it. And so mm. now I used to get I, those all the time. I don't go there anymore because they don't have the big G. What I can't wait for is the new Taco Bell on Broadway. I know. We were, <laughs> we were talking about <laughs> that in practice so... <laughs> last night because I was so hungry after practice. I was like, man, all that I want is Taco Bell. I like, know. Sierra that... and I had to drive to, to 4th Street in Marysville, the old Taco <laughs> Bell that we used to go all the time. Tyler, yeah. had to go back there. I know. We were talking about it at band last night, too. We were like, oh, we're so hungry. Oh, damn it. Taco Bell's <laughs> not open. <laughs> what have you done to us, Taco Bell? What have you yeah, done? It's like the best late night vegetarian food, that bean burrito, you know? Good. So we'd love to hear from you guys on where your favorite burger is. If you want to vote, it's liveineverett.com slash Evie. But I also want to talk bikes a little bit because May is bike to work month, uh, which most of our office has been participating in. And uh, you've been riding, right, Tyler? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah I've ridden every day that I don't have like a meeting that I need to drive out of downtown for. And I didn't ride today because it's raining or rain is in the forecast and apparently I'm a wuss, but... I think I have like the best ride into work though. Cause I take, I live up by the community college. So I take grand Avenue in the morning and then I take it home and it's like, yeah, it's kind of a shame that like may bike to work month and Richard putting together this contest is like what's inspired me to ride to work. Cause now I'm like, why haven't I done this every day? Cause it's like spending, it doesn't really take me any longer, maybe like five minutes more and just get a ride through beautiful North Everett Grand Avenue park. It's pretty amazing. I really do love the ride going, um, around Grand and then Marine view and just doing that whole loop. Totally. It's probably one of my favorite rides. It's not very long, but very beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, although it is, uh, you know, depending on which way you go one way or another, you're going to have to go uphill a bit. Yep. And, uh, there's, there's a couple, couple leg burners on, on some of those, uh, inclines, but, uh, totally. it's a the really best nice way ride. I think to go is to go head North around Legion and then go down to the water waterfront from Legion. And then you have like kind of the more gradual hill then you have the one really steep hill to get back up. Yeah. That one steep hill coming up, uh, by like 25th street there yeah. where the overpass comes up, man. Yeah. That thing, that'll kill your legs. But totally. I do it though. You see a lot of people will just get off and like they won't even try and they'll just walk their bikes up the hill. Put it in for his gear and just just go for take it. Take it slow, yeah. Stand up. <laughs> Stand up and pedal hard. Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah, no, it's it's been really fun. Yeah, Richard kind of uh, prompted our whole office to get in on on the bike to work month thing for May and we've all been kind of keeping track of our miles each day and it's been really fun trying to ride every day and um, I, I know that there are areas of Everett where bike lanes could be better, but for the most part, I feel like we live in such a bicycle friendly city. Uh, we have a lot of, a lot of dedicated bike lanes and sidewalks, um, different trails. Um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of good, good places to bike and too, like things like the farmer's market when yeah, parking gets crazy. If you live in the area or even if you don't, you know, you can even bring your bike on the bus and it can be a 
good way to not only get around, but get exercise at the same time. So what about you, Henry? I sold my bike so I could move out of my, <laughs> my old house into my new one. Thanks for bringing that up. Um, Maxwell Mooney, if you're listening, I hope you enjoy my old bike slash your new bike. I know he's been riding around with his kids a lot. So yeah, yeah. it makes me happy because I only rode it like three times. I don't think I'm a bicyclist kind of mm-hmm. guy. Um, That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think I want to get like an, like a Honda, like the old Honda scooters. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think I want one of those. The need, new, I need a motor. The you know? new electric bike bikes that are out there are amazing. I feel like that technology has come so far. It's like, yeah, if you're going to buy a bike, buy something with the pedal assist, you know? I feel like, especially because I'm not active at all. So, like, to ride around, is, like, downtown here is tough. Yeah. It's like, okay, I got to, like, go up this hill and I'm going to be sweating and I'm going to come into work and be all sweaty and gross to, like, start my day, you know? And that doesn't sound like too much fun to me. I know people love it, but me personally, I'm like, eh, I don't know. So, like, yeah, that, that pedal assist would be really neat. I'm waiting for that technology to come down in price a little bit, but... Totally. I think the hardest part is when I need to carry things, you know, like if I have to pick up groceries or I'm picking up food and it's like, you have to plan so much if you're going to try and transport stuff on your bike. Uh, that's when it gets real challenging. And that's when I'm most likely to be like, "Eh, I'm probably just going to (laughs) drive. I feel like maybe I bought the wrong kind of bike too. I bought like Mm. a cruiser style bike, like an old school one. And I know that how many speeds was it? Eight speed. Yeah. That's all you need for, Everett, I think. But it was like super heavy and I don't know, it just felt like it wasn't too Yeah. Like good at like manu I, I didn't feel comfortable on it. I always felt like the wicked witch of the West, you know, yeah. had like those curved oh, yeah. handlebars and it just didn't really feel like the bike was for me. Totally. And so. Some yeah. My the bikes I had before the one I own now was totally like that. I was like getting bikes were the wrong size for me or had the wrong I just they weren't didn't fit my lifestyle my bike my bike style but the bike i have now i love i got it from bayside bikes it's i just bought the the tallest bike i could get that's what i needed that's where i bought my bike too and eric was of course awesome eric is awesome yeah so yeah sadly i'm i've done zero miles on the bike to work (laughs) another great bike ride is down to lowell and then take the river road into snohomish it's a kind of a long ride but it's pretty flat um like it's all downhill kind of going into Lowell. And so when you're coming back, it can be kind of a bugger, but that river road into downtown Snohomish is so beautiful. I like to take that drive, especially yeah. like when the sun's going down. Totally. It's beautiful. One time I was riding my motorcycle on river road and there was a motorcyclist in front of me and they got hit in the face by a bird. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I saw it happen. Yikes. It's like, it didn't Jeez. even phase him. He didn't even pull over. He just kept, kept riding, but I saw it just bounce right off his face. Damn. Or his helmet, I guess, but it's pretty cool wild hope the bird's okay (laughs) well hey we'd love to hear from you guys where is your favorite place to bike in everett and or your favorite burger drop us a line through social media or leave us a voicemail at 425-341-3731 and we'll be right back with our interview with local musician max stevens community transit is proud to announce that swift green line is now open bringing connections you can count on to Everett, Mill Creek, and Bothell. Buses arrive every 10 minutes. You don't even need a schedule. Learn more at communitytransit.org slash rideswift. Hello, Henry J here. Sitting across the table from me is Max Stevens from the band Fuzzmutt, also a producer as well, a music producer. What else do you do? You sling, uh, sling music stuff at Canelli Keys. Yep, that's pretty much it. Uh... 
music and selling musical things. It's all music for you. More or less, yeah. So the whole reason why I pitched for you to to be here today Mm -hmm. is because you recorded my band, Bad Optics. We just got done, hopefully for the last time in the studio. Yeah. Who knows? But um, yeah, I mean, we spent, you know, 48 hours together, 72 hours together, whatever it was. It was a lot of hours. It was a lot of hours. And I was just so blown away by how professional you are oh, i'm glad for how young you are you're 20 years old <laughs> i'm right? 20 yeah which is crazy to me because i'm 12 years older than you but <laughs> i i feel like you know exactly what you want to do in life at least right now <laughs> and you're pushing you're pushing towards you know I, i've given you a false sense of confidence in me if that's the case well but. i'm gonna stop this interview right now <laughs> um, <laughs> but no i was just you know you're you're starting on this production, musical production career. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Fuzz Mutt's taken off. You guys played EMP Sound Off. Mm-hmm. You've played Fisherman's Village. You're opening for, who are you opening for coming up? Uh, Monster Watch and Duke Evers That's at the Crocodile. On a Saturday night. On a Saturday, yeah. That is a huge, huge show. That's going to be really fun. What what day is that? Do you remember? June 8th, I want to say. Perfect. Yeah. So, yeah, I feel like, you know, Everything's clicking for you. When I was 20 in a, in a band, <laughs> I was playing in coffee houses. And nobody was showing up. Well, don't be fooled because most of our shows are still uh, shows like that. So. That is not, no. That's <laughs> There's not a few true. cool ones sprinkled in there now, but uh, yeah, don't. don't uh. So I, I guess my first question to you is, is how did you get started in all of this? What, what was the kind of the, the spark like, for this music uh, journey that you're on? Um, I don't know. I think it just started like anyone else, like just playing guitar and stuff and like you know how much I like Green Day so a lot of uh, listening to Green Day and bands like that and just being like oh okay well maybe I can just do this myself and like the recording aspect of it was just like okay I don't have what this is when I was like you know 13 or 14 it's like okay I'm no I don't really know anyone else that plays any music uh so I'm just gonna find free stuff and I guess I can just do this on my computer and that's sort of just, I was like, okay, I guess I'll just do it myself sort of thing. What was, was Green Day the band that you're I, like, I can pick up a guitar and do this too? More or less. I think there's, there's, they weren't the first band that I started listening to, like, I'm into playing guitar, but they were definitely the first one that was like, oh, I could write, like, really simple songs, and that counts as a song. <laughs> That was Weezer for me. Yeah, same idea. That made me, Weezer and Blink-182 made, yeah. made me pick up a bass. Exactly. It's just like, it's, it, yeah, it, like I said, it just gave me the encouragement that it's like, okay, it doesn't have to, I don't have to be really good at guitar or really good at singing or anything like that. I can just do it if I want to do it sort of thing. Right. And you yeah. can still create and have your yeah. voice heard. Yeah. Um. So when you first started with the musical, like the, with the production side, mm-hmm. what did you have like a laptop? I'm trying to like place, so when, since you are so young, yeah. I'm trying to like figure out like. So when I very first started trying to do anything, it was just like on a really terrible laptop that I had when I was like 13 or 14 and just whatever random software I like Googled like free recording stuff that like half the time didn't work or right. I could never figure it out. And then eventually got to the point where, and this was like, I was literally just like plugging a microphone into the like microphone in on my computer and putting it up to my like little 10 watt solid state guitar amp. And so it it wasn't like I actually had any idea what I was doing, but then when I was probably like 16 or so, I actually like got like a little like interface mixer and stuff and started figuring out how to properly do things to some extent. Mm -hmm. And then it just sort of progressed from there. Just like learning more. I remember I bought an eight track 
a Tascam digital eight track recorder. Those are like, bad. The little like cassette ones. It was no, or it one was of a, the, Oh really? The it, bigger one. It was a big one. It was oh, blue. That's cool. It was yeah. like 500 bucks and I bought all these mics and I was like, I'm going to record my band yeah. and it sucked. <laughs> it's <laughs> it really so, does. it's so much easier now. Yeah. Cause we're recording this on my laptop that has mm-hmm. garage band on it, which right. is free mm-hmm. Yeah, if you buy the laptop, mm-hmm. but it's, you know, it's the ease to get into it. Yeah. It's so easy is, now. Yeah. Which I think is really cool. I think that's a good thing. There's a lot of people that argue that it makes it too easy, but I think it's better if more people have access to it than don't. Definitely. Yeah. So how did you take the next step? Um, well, it mostly was just like, then it progressed into like, I had my first band when I was like 15 or so. What was the name of the band? There, we were called the domestics. Oh, nice. Um, we actually played with crystal desert and the decoys. Really? Yeah. At three, two, three, one at a, the firehouse. Oh, at the yeah. firehouse. Very cool. Yeah. Um, and that was before Chris, that was when Chris was still in the decoys. And, right. Yeah. And Ty was in Crystal Desert. Yeah. That's early, mm-hmm. early. Mm-hmm. Some mm-hmm. Everett, some Everett musical history right yeah. there. Um, and anyway, so we were like, okay, we want to record. And so same thing. It was just sort of like, well, let's just figure out how to do it right. ourselves sort of thing. And so I think we had like two microphones that we like stuck above the drums. And like, I think the first time we did anything was like with a two mic interface. So it was literally like, two cheap mics on over the drums and we like put like the same mic on the bass cabinet and on the guitar and then I sang into it and it was really bad <laughs> but again it's just like okay well we're 15 we're never gonna have we don't have the money to ever record anywhere like I don't know how to do this actually I don't know how other bands do this so let's just do it this way how did you so so and then you got involved in chartreuse that which, was at a later point yeah so at this point like so it just kind of kept progressing from there recording my own bands and learning a little bit more and getting more microphones and you know reading more and figuring out how to do things and so slowly getting to the point where it's better and it eventually got to the point where we were doing fuzzma and i i was recording stuff that i felt like that i listen to now and i'm like wow that doesn't sound very good but it was at the point where i was like this is starting to sound like the person recording and knows what they're doing. Right. And so with that, then I started, you know, talking to other bands about maybe like mixing their stuff. And then I knew Alex Tasheron, who was interning at Chartreuse. And, um, I was talking to him a little bit about it. Cause at the time I was looking into maybe doing the shoreline, audio engineering program at shoreline cc yeah and um alex had started doing it and i don't know if he like did the whole thing or whatever but i so i was talking to him a little bit about it and mentioned that if chartreuse was looking for anyone else to help out that i'd be interested and eventually he was like hey yeah we are looking for another person if you want to come by and start helping out and so then I started working there and working with david minor who owns chartreuse and he taught me a lot and so in a kind of short period of time of the year or so that I was helping out there, it just kind of progressed a lot to the point where I kind of knew what I was actually doing. It was pretty insane to watch you like float around the board when we were in there, when we were in the, in the studio. I was like, how, how do you know? It's such a foreign world to me. And I tried to like get into it and it's just, it's, it's insane to me now. It's um, yeah. I don't know. It's the studio we were in is, was really easy to work in yes um 
And so, it, and, and it varies. Every place is different and that sort of thing. But I don't know. It, it, it gets to a point where it, it feels like muscle memory to an extent because right. you kind of, you know, it's it's more or less the same every time in that aspect. So it's, you know, you, you get used to it sort of thing. Do you have any advice for people maybe looking to get into the production world and i don't know because i'm barely in the production world myself so i feel like, i don't I know feel if like i'm really the uh, the right person to uh, ask about that but i don't know i think the way i look at it is just do it there's no reason that you have to go to a studio and you know do it that way you can do everything and learn everything on your own in your house that being said also if it is something you want to do just email studios and be like hey if you need an intern, I want to help. And, you know, you're going to be the coffee person, but you'll end up learning stuff. And I think it's just a matter of, you know, you can't wait for something to come around. Just start doing it and right. telling your friends bands, hey, I'll record you and, you know, just do it. Well, we, you know, whoever wants to, to take this leap can come see you at Canelli and you can hook them up with a, <laughs> a little focus, right? Yeah, sure. I'll get you, I'll get you all the, all the goods. Audio Technica. Yeah. AT2020, which is yeah. what we're using. Well, what I'm using right We've now. Got a Mackie board over here. Got a Mackie board, which I got at Canelli. Hey, you know, Mackie's good. I yeah. like Mackie. My little, uh, rank name tag thing is a Mackie, Mackie one. You got a Mackie name tag? Nice. Yeah. <laughs> So let's talk about um, let's talk about Fuzzmud a okay, little bit. Sure. So you're in this band. It's called Fuzzmud. Mm-hmm. It's a three piece. It is. You're a little poppy, a little punky. Yeah. A little, you got a little edge to you, a little dirt. Yeah. You know. Um, what's that? No, well, no, I was going to say what's that like, but that's a stupid question. <laughs> um, you came out with a record last year. Mm-hmm. Took a little break. Now you're back. Yeah. When's are you? Are you going to go back into the studio anytime soon? Or? Yeah, probably within, you know, the next couple of months is kind of the plan. We've been getting some new songs together. Um, we're kind of aiming towards doing a full length, kind of seeing how it feels once we get stuff going. But um, yeah, hopefully within, we're kind of aiming like summer sometime to have something out, potentially. Probably closer to the end of summer at this point. Right, right. And I guess uh, a personal question. Sure. Where does the drive for like creating, doing all this, like where does it, where does it come from? I don't know. I ask myself that a lot. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's hard work, right? It is. It's really hard and it can be really stressful and, you know, very, it's being in a band, I'm sure you know, is makes you very, it's, it's a hard thing on the self-esteem and the ego and it's a lot of, you know, worrying about what other people think of you as much as we like to say that, you know, we just do it and we don't worry about what other people think of you or or of us. It's a lot of it does, you know, you are reaching out to people and saying, Hey, can you listen to this? You know, do you, can we play at this venue? You know, this sort of thing. And there's a lot of no's and a lot of, you know, questioning and stuff, but I think it's, it's, there's something very affirming about it and it's just fun and it feels like, you know, what I should do. And it just the the pros and the you know catharsis and the fun of it outweigh the you know the stress and the struggle of it. The highs are very high. They are, yeah. When mm-hmm. when you get there, you know. exactly, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm I'm feeling that right now for sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like this time of the year with like fishermen's coming up. That's yeah. That's the other thing, and you go through the winter and stuff, and then it's very slow, and it's like this is you know. It, if the 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 train 
goes down a little bit before it starts coming back up in like the spring and summer. So it's always a very up and down kind of thing. Yeah. It's like right around the holidays, you kind of just ease off the gas pedal. A Definitely. Little bit. Or yeah. In, in our case, in bad optics case, it's work on the same seven songs for two months straight. <laughs> yeah. And which you know that you're going to go into the studio eventually. And, and that, that easing off the gas pedal can be good, but it can also be like, at least for me, whenever I kind of slow down, it's easy for me to, it's sometimes hard to pick back up and get that motivation back to where it needs to be. And so it can be kind of like definitely scary at times. It's like, I don't know, you know, not feeling quite as confident about it in those when you're not just kind of blinders on full throttle at it. Right. Yeah. So I feel that at live in Everett, mm-hmm. like I did the stereo wire on live in Everett <clears throat> for five episodes yeah. and it didn't really take as much as I thought it would. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's, there's a, a barrier for entry for people mm-hmm. and local music. Yeah. It's very hard to get, to get mm-hmm. people to, to listen to you if you're a small band. It uh, is. Yeah. I'm just wondering your, your thoughts on that. Have you, have you seen that kind of like in your circle? Yeah, definitely. And it's, I don't know. It's, it's a really hard thing. And I think there's a lot of factors that go into it and it's sort of part of the playing the game aspect of it that it can be really difficult. And that's kind of the part of it that can be really stressful and, you know, kind of damaging to your self-esteem and that sort of thing. But it's it's just sort of a matter of, you know, you do have to do those things. You have to go talk to people and you have to, you know, talk to other bands and just, you know, reach out into the void sort of thing. Right. And it's and it is I don't know, it's hard. I, I feel like a big part of it is like luck to an extent. You know, some things cut through the mix and other things don't. Right. But it's just sort of a matter, I think, of giving yourself a, a you know, presence and to some extent you know, kind of forcing people to pay attention as much as you can. <laughs> how, how do you do that? How do you force people to, I don't know. That's like our way of doing it is just, you know, play as many shows as we possibly can. And just, you know, like I said, reach out to, you know, when we first started the band, I was reaching out to the biggest Seattle venues and just being like, Hey, can we play here? And all of them were like, no, <laughs> right? Who, you have who no are music you? and like four likes on Facebook. Why would we ever <laughs> book your band? And so it's just things like that. You just have to kind of go for it sometimes and throw as much as you possibly can at the wall and hope some of it sticks. Right. Yeah. Uh, one, one, the, the last topic I want to touch on is, is Fisherman's Village. Yeah. And it's kind of ties into what we were just talking about. I was looking on the Facebook, like what the announcement mm-hmm. that the, that they did the announcement post and people were like, are there any local bands on here? <laughs> I, I don't recognize any of the names. Yeah. And it makes me sad because I feel like we're kind of like in this bubble of it is like, and it's, like oh, well, we're in the music scene and like we're what's cool. But a exactly. lot of people don't know. It's it's weird because it's sort of that thing where there's certain bands that, you know, are great and are really popular. But it's sort of a matter of breaking out of that. We're a local band and we're in the music scene to like having the general people outside of the music scene actually listening to it. And I think that's the hardest barrier to break that it's not just other musicians and people in other bands coming to your shows and listening. And that's great. And that's awesome. And there's a really great community that we get to be a part of that helps each other and supports each other and listens to each other's music and comes to each other's shows. But it's sort of getting beyond that and getting the people that aren't, you know, in the know of what's going on in the music scene to pay attention 
And so it's, yeah, I, I, I know what you mean. Cause that's funny. Cause I saw those same comments and stuff on the post and, you know, it's like, this is a local festival. I, it made me sad. It's like, dude, yeah. there's like 20 bands, you know, yeah. like, and, and, and even more from Seattle. There's mm-hmm. probably like, you know, I don't know, 30, 40. I know. Yeah. And so it's, it's, I, I don't know what the answer is for that part as far as getting people to outside of, you know, the music scene to pay attention. But, you know, it's good to have things like Fisherman's because, you know, hopefully those people who are like, what are the local bands or buy tickets and come see and then they learn about a bunch of local bands and now you know all those local bands have you know more people that otherwise wouldn't have heard of them listening so i don't really know when this is going to come out but we're we're playing fisherman's village yes music festival so let's hype that Um, okay when is it (laughs) may 14th 15th and 16th is that when it is hold on let's see um may 16th 16th 17th 18th okay i was off is Fisherman's Village Music Festival. It's going to be on Cedar. It's going to be right in front of Scuttlebutt Tap Room and Brewery. Very excited for that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So go see Fuzzmutt, possibly see Bad Optics. See Bad Optics, see Oliver L. Farmy. Maybe Oliver L. Farmy. See no, Sleepover Club and uh, all the other Ever bands. There's a lot of Ever bands. I would keep your ghost is playing. Yeah. Um, Tellers is playing. Tellers is playing. Moon is Flat is playing. There's a lot, There's, a lot yeah. happening. Um, yeah, so uh, they still have early bird wristbands as of this recording. Uh, 69 bucks gets you into the festival for all three days, which is fantastic. Good. There's a, some really good bands playing. I'm very, very excited yeah. for this year. I'm yeah. like super, super stoked. Yeah. Uh, you know that we get... Oh, never mind. I'll tell you. I, I've heard some rumors <laughs> about what the artists get, and I probably okay. shouldn't say, but... Okay. I'm very excited for that as cool. well. Um, <laughs> we're getting taken care of this year. Like okay. probably we never have before. Huh. So okay. Super stoked. But uh, Max, when, when uh, besides Fisherman's, you have that, that big show with Duke Evers. That's that's when? June 8th. Um, other than that, we don't have a ton going on. You know, we're going to be putting out new music this, this summer. Um, probably going to try to tour this summer. Ooh. Uh, All right. I don't know. I think we're, we're going to try to, Stay busy for the most part. Yeah. Definitely. I feel yeah. it on that one. Yeah. Well, Max, thank you so much. Thanks. I really yeah. do appreciate it. Thanks for having me. At Washington State University Everett, students who complete their first two years at any community college, including running start and college in the classroom, can transfer to WSU Everett to earn a bachelor's degree in one of our in-demand programs in engineering, communication, business, and agriculture. Learn more at everett.wsu.edu. We're closer than you think. It is time for Everett Community College Trivia. Uh, we're in our, I don't know how many weeks this is, but Garrett still has a sizable lead. I don't think it's really sizable. It's three questions up. I okay. think that's sizable. Yeah. So hopefully you guys get this one correct, this first question, because it's about the place that I probably don't shut up about at all. Uh, Everett Community College's student newspaper, The Clipper, which I was editor-in-chief of, has been published since when? 1941? 1950, 1962, or 1975. The Clipper has been published. What year did the college open? I don't know, but the Clipper came later. I can tell you that. Okay. What are the dates again? 1941, 1950, 1962, or 1975. When I was in college, um, I think it was a writer at the time. I'll give you a hint. Um, 
it was the something anniversary. I don't remember. Oh, thank you. That's it. That's something it. like that. Seventy fifth. Something like that. Yeah. Oh. Oh. It, it is a little bit of a a gray area on when the college started as well, because the first time it started, it actually ended up closing because so many people were um, enlisting for the war. Um, and then it ended up starting back up again some years later. Hmm. Okay. 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 Anyhow, uh, I think I have my guess. I also have my guess. What is your guess? Uh, 1962. Oh, man. That's what I had, and I changed it to 1941, and now I'm afraid I'm going to be wrong. Tyler's right. 1941. Yes. Dang. The Chisholm Principle. I went with it. What the, it no, that's not what I call it. What do I call it? Chisholm Method. There we go. The Junior College Clipper. Uh, how many instructors taught during EVCC's first year, the very first year, how many instructors taught there? Six, 11, 14, or 19? So the first year of the college. I wonder how many. Oh, that's actually the next question. I was going to say, how many, how many staff do they have now? Tyler, what's your uh, answer? Six. I said 11. Carrot's right. It's 11. The scales have balanced back up. <laughs> All right. Final question. How many people does Ever Community College currently employ that is including classified staff, full-time faculty, part-time faculty, and exempt? What about exempt adjunct? Is? I don't know. Okay. Maybe, is, that, is that exempt? Is that I, the same thing? I have thing? no idea. 300, 500, 700, or 1,000 people. How many people does Ever Community College currently employ? Does this include uh, Scotty Smith? From the band uh, Fauna Shade? Yes, it does. Yeah, I think I think those positions are considered like classified staff. God, I hope Fauna Shade plays. Um, what would we have to do to get Fauna Shade to play Fisherman's Village? My guess is 1,000. I also used the Chisholm method and guessed 1,000. Both of you are wrong at 700. Oh, Dang it. no. It didn't work. The Chisholm method has failed, but at least it failed both of us. They might have been yeah. catching on to the Chisholm method. <laughs> Yeah, crazy for such a large campus. But seven hundred is still, it's still a lot. Of a lot yeah, I thought a sure. thousand seemed a little steep. But anyway, I guess we're tied this week, Gary. I cannot believe how many people accidentally call you Gary. By the way, it started <laughs> as a joke, but now it's become like yeah, it's tell manifested. Me about it. <laughs> Gary yeah. Hunt. I don't think I know how to pronounce my name because every time I introduce myself to somebody, they say, "Oh, nice to meet you, Gary." Help support Live in Everett with a donation to our Patreon. Even a dollar a month helps us deliver stories, videos, and this here podcast about the good things in Everett every single week. If you want to know more, you sure can learn more at patreon.com slash live in Everett to donate today. And a few people who signed up recently to donate, which we are very, very thankful for that we wanted to shout out to. Wait, hold on. Don't do it just yet. I have a special thing for Patreon uh for our patrons that have supported us enough to get shouted out. Oh, cool. Um, Tell us when you're ready. Okay, go ahead. All right, Lori Castro, Tara Patterson, and Carol A. Jensen. (laughs) Thank you so much. You each get air horns. We're very thankful for your support. We super appreciate it. Yeah, and if you want air horns, patreon.com slash live in Everett. I think it's like five bucks, 10 bucks to get a shout out. 
on the podcast. Totally worth it for you and for us as well. Thanks for hanging out on the Live and Everett podcast. If you enjoy the podcast, please help others discover it as well by subscribing on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and leaving a review. If you'd like to drop us a line, you sure can podcast at liveandeverett.com or leave us a voicemail at 425-341-3731 like the guy who left us a voicemail and was like, hey, uh, give me a call back. And I think he called the wrong number and it was pretty funny. <laughs> That's right. Hey, thanks for joining us today. Special thanks to Max from Fuzzmutt, Oliver Alfarmi for our theme music and to our producer, Henry J. Good things happening. Happen. Good. <laughs> Good things happening, Everett, because of you. So thanks so much for listening and being a part of this wonderful city. Have a great week, everyone. This is why we're Everett till the grave.